Some of you are going to think I'm a crackpot junkie after 30 minutes from now. Who's ever felt like they're not good enough? It is so common. We'll all agree in this room that it's those broken moments that give us the opportunity to go within. I was smoking, I was drinking, and then I fell in love, which was so inconvenient at the time. Probably for the first 30 plus years of my life, I was really scared of the truth. The thing about truth is, it's bullshit. (laughs) Nobody gets through life unscathed. We all look at that as if our life is screwed up, that that is actually an opportunity for us to grow and expand. In 2019, the Wellness Base Camp returns. In Fremantle. Newcastle. And our first ever international adventure in Auckland. Two for one tickets are under 100 bucks. Get them before they run out at thewellnessbasecamp.com. Wellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to A Quirky Journey, the healthy family podcast with your hosts, Joe Witten and Fuad Kassab. Ho, 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 and Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Fun. Are you going to like put white spray paint on your beard? What? Yes. Again, Thank you so much. <laughs> Welcome to yet another episode of A Quirky Journey. With me are two amazing people, Joe Witten and Elise Comerford, for our final, is it? No, second last, second last. podcast for this year. Mm-hmm. Guys, Welcome back on the show. Joe, this is your show, so it's funny to welcome you back. Well, it's our show. It feels like your show. So, I know. I, I'm pretty... <laughs> I'm starting to get pretty adopted. Here, you're right? adopted now. <laughs> so, you have to be part of it. <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. I love being part of this show. <laughs> well, we love having you. Yes, totally. But, you know, this is, this is the time of year to be jolly. And we thought, you know, it's, uh, it's a really good thing to fi- finish the last few podcasts. We're talking about Christmas, focusing on all the things all around Christmas, dealing with the holidays, the difficulties, the craziness, the food, the gluten, the allergies, the grumpy kids, that kind of stuff. And, oh, gosh, people yeah. are going to start dreading it now. The fun, yeah. the family, yeah. the, the summer. The, shock, the horror, the, the, the terrible... Thing. The terribleness, the awful times that you have over Christmas. How okay, well, that's going to do the depressing bit. And we'll just- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We know you well, don't mean it for us. Well, you know, it's no, we, we all know that Christmas is like a beautiful time of the year, but it also can be very stressful. Yes. So I think, you know, what we're trying to put together here yes. is the strategies to make it successful, happy, just gut-friendly, energy friendly happy christmas so this is uh, really the topic of the day joe do you want to kick it over from here okay um well we've been thinking through some um topics earlier and um in our other two christmas podcasts one which we've already released and one which is coming up with jude bureau um it's more of a focus on whole foods and um you know, more of a general focus. So we thought we'd focus in more on the gut health aspects at this time of year. So we're thinking of those people who are working through gaps over Christmas or they're still on their gut healing journey and they're not able to just go full whole foods yet um, because otherwise it'll make them quite sick. So Elise is the expert in this area. So Elise... Tell us some things that can help these people over Christmas to feel excited about the treats and the food and not worried that they're going to miss out. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll, I'll start from the first things I think about when it comes to Christmas. So first of all, I absolutely refuse to get stressed about Christmas Good. because I've always loved Christmas ever since I was a kid, of course. I've always loved Christmas. So I, and I've watched, I've just watched that happen with the adults in my life, like, and just people around you, just everyone getting so stressed over Christmas. And I think I made a decision a while ago that I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to get stressed over Christmas. So in our family, we try and keep things really simple because we've really all made it about family and about seeing each other, spending time together rather than trying to make it too focused on the food and the gifts. So some things just to 
reduce stress around Christmas, which everyone knows how much I love talking about reducing stress as the most important thing you can be doing. Um, we've really limited the whole gift giving thing. So we've made an agreement in our family that we focus more on birthdays and then that means throughout the year then, you know, you get a bit of space between birthdays and you have to think about one person at a time and it means at Christmas we're not going out and buying a whole lot of presents. So my parents will still get us a couple of things and but my brothers and my nephews, we don't, we don't do anything for them. Um, we just do their birthdays and then I buy myself something nice. So that's, that's kind of what, I, what we do. So we're not worried about getting lots of presents from everyone else and buying presents for everyone. And I just buy myself a couple of nice things that I've been wanting and then that's what I end up spending. What are you getting this year? So I got myself a pair of swimmers. Swimmers? Uh, yes. Sounds like got, it's a good time of year to be. Yeah. <laughs> Cockatoo swimmers. <laughs> Cockatoo swimmers. Oh, how cute. I know. Um, and I, I've laid a pair of pants. Um, that's all I've done so far. So I don't know what else I'll be getting myself. Um, maybe a new Solar Technics pant. Who knows? Yeah. Um, so ten percent off discount. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Just saying. So <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we that's that's just like I, I guess on the gift giving side of things, they're bringing the stress down there, and it's probably a bit too late to in the year to organise that with your family. But it's a good thing to think about. Mm. Um, you know, simplifying it a little bit. And I know when I think back on Christmas. When I was a kid, and I like I was having a really good think about this before um, doing this podcast with you guys, and what I remember most about Christmas when I was a kid, and yes, the presents are definitely exciting, but it was like all my family being together, and that we'd go and see our cousins, and we'd go and you know have the big meal, and um, there's and it was really the the time together that was so exciting about Christmas, so. I think we really, we do tend to put it on kids that, you know, that we kind of project that, that it's all about the presents. Um, but I think it's more about the presents. Mm -hmm. Ah, oh, did you see what I did there? Yeah, um, yeah, so it's being together and that's like my memories and what feels so good about Christmas for me is that. It and is, That's a wonderful sentiment. But what about people who have like terrible families that they don't really want to <laughs> Find some good friends to hang out with. Find uh, nice friends. That's yeah. right. <laughs> well, go go on an overseas holiday. <laughs> go on a cruise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, go on a cruise. That's it. They <laughs> have good discounts this time of year. Um, so, yeah, just kind of making it more about that. And I I like to be nice and simple with gifts and everything. The things I choose for Dylan are always eco-friendly, useful. Use recycled wrapping paper because did you know that your normal kind of wrapping paper you get at the reject shop cannot be recycled, which makes me cringe. Really? Um, yeah, seriously. That, all that like gaudy wrapping paper, it can't be recycled. It needs to go in the red bin. So um, you can buy recycled wrapping paper and that can be recycled. Yeah. So there's a little side note, not, not nutrition related. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, and the importance of simplifying, of course, like what we know about stress is that it really wears out your adrenals, it brings your health down. So if you're on this journey because you're healing some gut issues, healing some chronic health issues, the last thing you need is a stressful Christmas because all these things that we're becoming stressed about is affecting our health, affecting our healing. Um, so, yeah, so it is important in that lead up to Christmas um, to, you know, make sure you have all that kind of thing is as least stressful as it can be. And I've talked a little bit, I think we talked about in the adrenal podcast saying that it's like deciding on the things that are worth stressing about and what's not. And the whole point of Christmas is to have a good time. Like it's really should just be about that. So if trying to make the perfect cake, if trying to make the perfect cake or the perfect dessert or the perfect this is causing you more stress than enjoyment, and then you end up being stressed out on Christmas Day and snapping at someone or something. Like, you know, where's the enjoyment in that? Was that actually worth it? So I think it seemed like good to kind of sit down and plan what you're actually going to make, not end up just with way too much food. You put in way too much effort that you really didn't need to. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I think it's really good to kind of sit down, plan and assess that and decide 
I need to find the balance here with me having a good time and having some nice things that everyone's going to enjoy. So that's kind of my first approach to Christmas. That's a good um, Yeah. So when I think of the things that I remember at Christmas when I was a kid that I loved, it was things like when this is, this is getting into the food now, so we used to have mango and ham every Christmas Eve and that was like a really exciting thing. Like we'd have mum and make up the platter. We'd go look at all the Christmas lights and then we'd come home to our platter of mango and ham and I can, we can still do that. So yeah. I can still carry on that tradition. That would stress me out. Why? <laughs> you know, I don't like committing culinary sins when it comes to... <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not invited, Foo, so don't worry. Uh, <laughs> There's nothing wrong with ham and mango, but together, like, just why? Just have, them have you ever had mango with ham? Why not? You haven't lived. It's kind of like peach and ham. It's very yeah. yeah, that's very nice. Yeah. Yeah, mango and ham, very nice. I make salads with mango and bacon in it. It's beautiful. Mm. Bacon is a different yeah. story. so yeah that's that's my memories christmas eve and we'd have you know cherries and things like that and christmas day it was cocoa pops and fruit loops in the morning it was the only time of year we were allowed to have them (laughs) we used to do that too yeah it was like once a year we could have cocoa pops and fruit loops and we'd pretty much eat the whole box that day oh no (laughs) (laughs) but so i was kind of thinking what could be the gaps equivalent or whole food equivalent of that and it'd be dessert for breakfast it'd be like you know, whatever cake or whatever treats the kids love or, um, you know, French toast or, um, pa- you know, pancakes, that kind of thing, like having some, you know, ice cream, mm. making Russian custard ice cream and having that for breakfast. So something that feels a bit more like a treat for breakfast. Oh, yeah. Um, not that Russian custard ice cream would be a treat for me. That's just a daily. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then lunch for us was always prawns, you know, you seafood roasted meats and veggies and salads. So lots of things that are still still things you can have while you're on gaps. You, you might just be more selective about the produce that we get than I would have been, um, you know, than my parents would have been when I was a kid because you just so looking out for the available like, free ham. And yeah, the yeah, looking out for the quality that you're getting and you'll be getting your grass-fed meats and your organic chicken and that kind of thing. Um, so, what was that thing about prawns for? The... Um, uh, yeah, sulfates. They they dip them into a bath of sulfates on you know the the boat, uh, so that they can le- like the color will go a bit brownish if they don't preserve them on the boat. It actually adversely affects the flavor. It tastes not as good, but it presents better. It looks nicer when it's been uh, treated with preservatives. So um, prawns unless you really know that they haven't been treated, are going to have preservatives in them. And if it's one of those things where it's like a Christmas uh, tradition and you can't do without, then maybe consider it. But if you're really sensitive to these things, just be aware that, you know, most prawns are going to be treated with preservatives. I think some, like the seafood shop where I live, they catch them and freeze them straight away on the boat so they don't do the preservative things. So maybe you can find those. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So the things that like the food I remember most besides the Cocoa Pops and Fruit Loops um, are all things that I can still do now. So for us, our gaps, Christmas lunches don't really look that different. It's really the the desserts, obviously that look different from when I was a kid. So I always get a lot of questions coming up to this time of year about, like people really worrying about how they're going to get around gaps over Christmas. And when you're doing full gaps, it's almost like no, really no different um, besides just making different desserts. So if Christmas is at my house and I'm making the food and I'm quite lucky with my family because they're all whole foods as well. Um, But yeah, like with our, um, like if we have guests that aren't doing gaps or aren't doing whole foods, no one would notice that the food is any different. Mm. So I like to really get people's head around that because you can kind of think, oh, gaps at Christmas, okay, what, well, we're going to have to have our own separate thing to everybody else and they won't like it. It's not really like that. So all of Dylan's birthday parties, I've always done 
gaps friendly foods and I don't say anything about it. Most of my friends know what I'm like anyway. Um, <laughs> but everyone loves the food or they just tell me they do. <laughs> um, but you know, there's no, like when you really kind of look, you know, through the life changing food cookbook and, um, at the kind of foods that's allowed on full gaps, you can, you can really make anything. That's, that's how I kind of see it now. And that the desserts and um, like I've got a beautiful decadent chocolate tart that I've made for all sorts of people, like people that eat just a completely sad diet and they that want the recipe. Butter one? Oh, that's that's very very similar. Okay, because I made that one and took it to a potluck thing, and I had people raving about it. That it that was oh, so very good. rich. Like you need the tiniest bit, so it's yeah. great for gatherings because yeah. you know you can feed lots of people. <laughs> yeah, I know it's a beautiful. So that one started out just as a decadent chocolate tart without the, the peanut butter layer, oh. and then I and then I made it with the peanut butter layer. And I was like, oh we wow, act, it's really we good. Absolutely <laughs> ended up with another layer because my sister. I said to my sister, can you make this? And so she made it and then she forgot to put cacao powder in the top layer. And so then she did, so it had the two layers and then she did another chocolate layer. It was good. Yum. Without the cacao powder, what is it like? It would have just been a coconut cream, yeah. Yeah, a layer, a sweet coconut layer. A bit of whipped cream on top and so Yeah, Yeah. that would have been nice. Yeah, so that recipe is up on my blog. But, yeah, with the desserts and, like, your chocolate, Joe, that your chocolate that's in life-changing food as well, and, oh, my gosh, your salted caramel pecan pie, which is my favourite food, Uh, I think. We have to make that every year. Yeah. So, like, I just really see it. There's no missing out and anyone would love this food. Food, like and they do whenever I've taken it to gatherings everybody loves it so as long as like in the in the position that you have control over the food that's available then um then you you know then it's quite easy to um make sure that the food is good and if you're going somewhere but like to a family's place for lunch then <laughs> what does he want what's he after <laughs> Let me decide whether he gets there or not. He wants, well, he wants toast. Ham and ham and is, mango, right? It is, is paleo one? toast. Oh, okay. No, so no he wants room. Fruit Loops. Okay. Ah. No, you can't have them till Christmas, are <laughs> 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 you? Okay. And you know what I discovered the other day, by the way? Yeah. I came back from Perth with some of those fat <laughs> muffins that yeah. we had in the bag, and I put them in the fridge, and I was really hungry. And I took them out of the fridge and I filled them with cream and I put some of that, my Lebanese oak honey on top and it was oh. like having an eclair. It was oh, like, of course. It was so good. So I'm thinking of turning that into an eclair recipe. Please do. What <laughs> a good so idea. You, you really won't believe how good it is. Like it's just oh. insanely good. So that's yeah. on the on the menu. Maybe I'll do that for our new cookbook. I'll perfect yeah, the recipe. Yeah, do it. It's so good. I reckon like with a chocolate cream as well might be really good. And like a I, know, syrup, I think you should do it um, before coffee. Christmas so that we can have it for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you know, we've got to test it out, of course, just to make sure. I'll that, test it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> done. Where's it? He's gone. She's gone to help Dylan. Oh, she's um, yeah, oh, she's right here. Okay. I muted my microphone while sorting Dylan. Oh, good oh, on you. Okay. Very good. <laughs> this is so the, we were talking about the... Uh, every time we do an interview with Elise, I'm reminded by that guy who was on the telly and his son called oh, the yes. for his daughter and he started, he was trying to push her away and stuff. And then the woman did the same video, but like she's, the kid walked in and then she put the kid in her lap and started breastfeeding. <laughs> oh, she like makes like a four course meal, does all the washing. Yeah, that's, right. <laughs> yeah. that's pretty much what I'm doing right now. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Mum's life. Yeah. yeah. They're coloring, yeah. not the ones around that. Okay. So All right. I'm getting told how to color in now. Oh, you've got to color in. See, so she's yeah. coloring in wow. and making food. I, I'm coloring and making podcasts. That's just, you know, life of a new age it. mother. I think one of the things that I love about changing over to healthier treats is I don't feel sick afterwards. Like I used to, my mum's pies, bless her, they are so sweet, especially the ones that she always used to make for Christmas. And you could eat a few bites and you couldn't even finish a slice. Yeah. It was so sickly sweet. Well, I would finish it and I would eat another one and I would get you. <laughs> I've never been able to. I've never been able to do that. I, I can't 
I can't eat a lot of rich food. Yeah. I'll eat little bits, but it's like I can now, bring it on. <laughs> but bring I just on love the diabetes. That. Yeah, <laughs> I just love the um, the difference in how you feel after a whole food treat. Yeah, you're yeah, not comatose. You're not. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. Absolutely. Like you know, this morning I made. Um, I just had some mangoes, coconut uh, yogurt, and uh, banana, and I had some. Um, roasted pistachios and mm-hmm. a little bit of rose water splashed on top here. Beautiful. And it's just like the flavors and the texture. It's like, it's really the, the essence of a really high end yeah, dessert. It is. Um, and it's just all made from real ingredients with very little preparation. And when you eat it, you're nourished. It's so, and it can be, a, it doesn't matter what time of day you eat it, breakfast, lunch or dinner, it's good for you. So, oh, so good. You know? Exactly. And just like coconut yogurt is just one of the, I love it. I love mm. it so much. It's just so, like the fat creamy. is so satiating. It's very creamy. This one's like, a, it's got a bit of vanilla in it. Which and, one do you like? Um, I, re- I like Coco Tribe and I like Koyo. Koyo. Yeah, yeah, both of them are, are really good. Yeah. Um, uh, Coco Tribe is a little bit more of the sour style, like mm. so more of a Greek style yogurt. So they fermented for long. Oh, that's it's nice. Really, really good. Um, and for desserty stuff, like the koyo is really wonderful. It's a little yeah. bit less start, so it just makes it a bit more suitable for desserts. And for those who want to make their own coconut yogurt, there is a recipe in my old cookbook. It's a bit involved. Um, yes. There's also the option, you know, Cultured Wellness sells the, um, the, culture the culture for making coconut yogurt and all it is is a tin of coconut cream in the culture and you mix it and ferment it for yeah. a day and put it in the fridge. So that's super easy, but it's, it's not the same as the bought ones. It's kind of, no. it's almost fizzy. It's very strong tasting. Yeah. yeah. Lots the, of the probiotics in it though. <laughs> is very, yeah, very active. Yes, um, very active. I think the stuff that like they do commercially, like Koyo and Coco Tribe, I think it's not like, they're not using canned, pasteurized no. they're just making their own coconut cream Which and then nice. fermenting it from there as well and then they're adding guar gums and things like that to them i'm back uh, <laughs> yeah, she's back <laughs> no not these guys no, no they're, they're, uh, yeah koyo has tapioca starch yeah. koyo has tapioca starch and they yeah. some of them add other things to them as well tapioca i think that's okay not if you're on gaps though no yeah no, not a big deal for Christmas. So not a big deal. So um, if your Christmas lunch is at another family member's house, that's when it can be a little bit more challenging to stick with your whole foods if that's not what they're doing. Um, and in that case, depending, like it totally depends on where you are at on your journey. So for someone that's just following full gaps um, and everything's going fine and you are allowed to be a little bit more lenient without too many issues, then it'd just be doing the best you can and perhaps taking dessert because dessert's always the one that's going to have the gluten and the sugar and the vegetable oils and all the other things in it that we don't want. So that's kind of your best bet. Sometimes the, like if you have a roast turkey with stuffing and the gravy, that's another thing to watch. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. And then things like glazes and all mm. that kind of thing. So yeah, it can sneak in everywhere. So, um, yeah when it comes to i guess it really depends with gaps where you are at so for people that have been on full gaps for quite a while and things are going really well and it and you kind of weigh up the stress versus what you're gonna let your family be exposed to then it's you know you could kind of go along and make the best choices that you can with picking you know the ham's probably not going to be nitrate free but and you know the salads may may not be organic um but it's kind of weighing up everyone needs to really just make that decision for themselves and their family and where they're at on their journey um and what kind of things they can take along yeah deciding if that one day is really going to have a big um impact or whether they feel like it's um easier and less stressful to kind of let it go a little bit for a day and make the absolute best choices they can. And that's it's so individual. Can um, you just, like, you don't you know how in the gut health support group, we've sometimes had questions where people have said, Oh no, I ate a rice cracker. Do I go back right to the start? You know, people freak out about I've, I'm not doing it perfectly. Do I have to start intro over? Can you just mention? Yeah, there's, there's no such thing <laughs> as perfect with it. I'll, no. I'll definitely say that for sure. 
And no, you don't necessarily need to go right back. It's your body will tell you if something was a real problem. So if you ate a rice cracker and found that you had quite a full-on reaction to it, the best thing probably would be to go back in that situation and you would feel best from doing that. Um, but if you ate something and there was no reaction and you were just you could just keep going along with what you're doing, your body will tell you. Mm. Um, you know, when you say go back, it might just be do a little detox for a couple of days and then you can quickly move yeah. forward. Yeah. You know. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it could just be focused on stocks for a couple of days till you, you know, the it's symptom might have been gut pain say, until like, the... We're not saying that you've gone back uh, in terms of going back to your starting point. In, no. The body has gone back to its original disease. No way. We're saying no. that symptomatically you've regressed. But the yeah. still, like you've still progressed in your healing, but symptomatically you're showing signs of reactivity to that food. Yeah. And going back means going back to a simpler diet that allows mm. your inflammation to go down, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 It, so what if it's something like gluten where you get a really big reaction? It was like an accidental thing. Well, then the, the best thing is to, to, like, to think of stocks. So to stocks um, are going to be what really makes you feel the better quicker so sticking to really simple kind of stage one stocks um and broth charcoal so charcoal is <laughs> what was that broth pasta after christmas yes that's it <laughs> so um something that um yeah that can really help with that is taking a bit of charcoal which does you know kind of mop things up and doing Just an enema tablets, yeah. yeah yeah charcoal tablets and if you do animas then doing an anima would be really helpful as well just to help um, clear that out really quickly. Um, and yeah, so hang on a second. I can get it. Um, um, where were we? <laughs> yeah, so that can, the, yeah, the animals and charcoal, that's what I'd say, and go back to stocks if you have something. And not to stress too much about it because as soon as, you know, if you then have it and then you start stressing about it, it's really going to make things um, make things worse anyway. So, yeah, when it, when it, like when it comes to being on gaps, how you need to, how strict you need to be around Christmas and how you need to approach it really depends on your own, own individual situation and your health issues um, as to how you go and approach that. So if, you've just, if you're just now starting intro with your family and Christmas is coming up, then you, like the best thing you could do, if possible, is, is stick with where you're at because, you know, you've started and you're putting a lot of that effort in right leading into the school holidays that you'd probably find if you broke it for Christmas and then saw some, saw some regressions, then you'd probably regret it and maybe you wouldn't enjoy Christmas as much. So, um, and, and for a lot of people when they're doing intro, they're, they're doing it because, well, you know, we're always doing it because there's issues. And for some people, they're more complex than others and they're more sensitive than others. So for a lot of people doing intro, there's no choice. There's no choice about... Um, whether or not they relax a little on Christmas Day or if they stick exactly to it. Um, a lot of people do just need to stick with where they're at. And I guess the positive thing about that is that they're doing it because they're going to be feeling better. Mm. So eating those other foods that aren't allowed, then that's not going to make them feel good and then you wouldn't enjoy your day anyway. And I think um, you have to remind yourself that this isn't forever and next yeah, it's not. you'll be able to eat heaps more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and so, and for people, so people that are on, you know, the intro stages, if they, I have, a, I have a lot of clients now who are doing intro definitely for reasons, of course, but they're doing really well. They're finding gaps quite easy to move through the stages. There's not any big food reactions at all. Um, they're tolerating everything fine and feeling good as they're going through intro stages. And so if I had a family on around stage four and they were, you know, Christmas is coming up and um, they wanted to kind of be a little bit lenient around Christmas Day, I would say, you know, skip ahead to full gaps, have a full gaps Christmas Day and then go back to where you were. So for some families that would be completely okay. Um, I say the same thing around birthdays and celebrations and I help my clients decide if 
they're the, they're the kind of case where that would be fine. It would not affect adversely affect their healing at all. Um, so yeah, it's re- very individual how to, how to approach Christmas day when it comes to gaps. And like you just said, Joe, it isn't forever. And for the outcomes that you get, it's worth it. It's worth, you know, it's worth the, a bit of the sacrifice. And I just try and encourage my clients to focus on things not food related as well. So getting some really cool board games or like outdoor games, um, you know, street cricket, like that was always playing cricket out in the street. <laughs> like our whole family loves doing that, you know, so playing some games outside and, and making new um, new things, like new memories. So you could make it a bit of a tradition at the end of Christmas Day to go to a local lookout or, um, or something like that or like a beach or something and, and sit and say, say what you're really grateful for um, or something. You know, you could make your own new family traditions that's kind of taking the focus away from the food so much and the food comas. <laughs> Yeah. That go with it. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's kind of what we, we do in our family is trying to bring the attention to that, that kind of stuff. Um, when it comes to, like, the, the shortcuts that you take, like someone's asked about shortcuts to food, ideas around that, things that you do that are, like, super easy and give it, like, a big bang uh, or things that you prepare ahead of time. What, what can you give us as tips there? So I'll always present, pre, um, prepare desserts ahead of time. So something I'm making this year, I'm actually doing the recipe for it today. I'm going to, I've made it, um, yeah, I'm just like finalising the recipe today so I can share it. So you guys will already know my mango weiss ice cream. Um, mm, yeah. So I'm making that into a cake Yum. with some other tropical fruits and things in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like that, I'll always have things on my blog. You said I will. Yeah. Or I might be sharing it in my twelve days of Christmas. Ah, So I'm doing a little twelve days of Christmas thing. I'm getting a bit excited about Christmas. So actually, I think it's going to be the recipes in one in that. So I will share it on my blog after that. But if you want it first, you'd have to go to my Facebook page, and there's a link at the top to join the twelve days of Christmas. Um. So, yeah, so I always make things like that ahead of time um, and that makes Christmas Day so much easier. And I think the most beautiful foods at Christmas are the simplest ones and I think it's when you're kind of organising, preparing and and deciding what you're going to focus your attention on for Christmas, then, like, think of simple things. We can want to get really complex and, and make really fancy things, but I really love to keep it simple and I think that's where the beauty in food really is. So doing like a, a, like a honey glazed ham or, you know, something like that, that that's big and it still like, is like a centerpiece in the middle of your table, but it's not too complex or time consuming. Um, so, you know, the roast turkey and that kind of thing. So, um, and then, and always getting your family to bring things. So, you know, bring it like um, you could kind of make suggestions, you know, you bring this and you, you bring the salad. Um, so not putting it on yourself to do everything and say, no, no, no one bring everything. I'll make everything. Um, you, you know, unless you think your parents, your family would go buy like a Woolworths coleslaw or something and bring it. <laughs> Maybe you do want to just make the food. Um, or at least bring one main, one salad, one dessert, because then, you know, you're covered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if you're going, yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's. And you can um, usually find a few bits and pieces, even in the most decadent Christmas meals. You can usually find something that you can eat. Yeah, that's right. And I think, yeah, like I always try not to stress too much about it and and especially just depending on where your family are in their GAPS journey. If you're in the intro stages, you probably aren't planning to go and have a family Christmas because planning to do intro, you might decide that's not the best, you know, that's not going to really work or everyone's got to come to our place and we'll make sure everything's okay. But as I said, if you're further along in gaps and things are going great, then, make, you know, doing the best you can on that one day will probably be okay and that's something your practitioner could help you decide what would be the best approach um, with what you guys can deal with. But, yeah, like Christmas is just, it's meant to be enjoyable and I just, 
yeah, I really encourage all of my clients to find their way of enjoying it. Um, and for a lot of them, it is it is kind of making it not so much about the food and and coming up with other traditions that they can do with their family. Yeah. I think it'd be good if all three of us brainstormed a few of these questions oh, yeah. like um, that we've had from listeners, like what are the best potluck take-along meals? Um, so we're saying it's great to take something to share. Mm-hmm. Can we just all give a few ideas of what we usually take? Like I can think of a couple of things, for instance, from life-changing food, the Moroccan cauliflower couscous salad. That one is great as a side dish. And it's, it's kind of festive looking and it's delicious. You can put the dried sour cherries in it and the herbs and the nuts, pistachios and everything, and it's really yummy. Um, what, are, what are you guys thinking of? Well, I, one of the things that I really like is um, taking the stress out of the cooking time needed for meat. So, you know, when people do birds or uh, lamb leg or things like that, these types of cuts need to be really very accurate when you cook them. So like you can't over, you shouldn't overcook lamb leg because it needs to be nice and pink on the inside and the outside should be, um, you know, just beautiful and caramelized. But if you switch that cut to say lamb shoulder, which is a lower cooking cut and you just put everything into, um, into the slow cooker. So there's a recipe for the lamb shoulder and life-changing food. But it's so simple. It's basically lamb shoulder with salt and a little water. I'm planning on taking that one. I love it. Yeah, and you just turn on the, the slow cooker before you go to bed, wake up the next day, and you've got like a uh, fall of the bone lamb shoulder. Mm. You get the stock out, you reduce it, you make a gravy. Joe, you've got a recipe for uh, uh, starch a food gravy. gravy yeah. yeah, or else you can do the... The wine one in the book. The red, the red yeah. wines uh, in the cookbook. And it's basically a reduction of those juices. Then what you do is you just get the lamb and you shred it and you pour the gravy on top and you've got this amazing dish that's just super simple. And do you usually shred it on a platter and pour the juices over or the gravy over it and serve it like that? Yeah, depends like how... Um, uh, I would sometimes do that. I, I use that lamb in so many different dishes as well. So I can make a very simple rice pilaf using yeah. this stock, and then I fold the lamb, the shredded lamb into that. And I Which is a great one if there's quite a crowd because it bolts yes. it right out. Totally. So easy. And to make rice takes 20 minutes. Uh, it's not a, a difficult thing. Folding the lamb into it and then putting things like roasted pistachios or almonds on top with the tahini sauce. Like That's the simplest dish in the world. But people go crazy for it because these are flavors and textures that go really well together. And they're not the usual things Australians cook for Christmas. So mm-hmm. it's just quite impressive. Something a little different, yeah. Yeah, I love that dish. And too. I really like um, my uh, herb-crusted fish mm. so that one you can prepare the day before it's really nice cold and it's a baked fish with um, a herb and tahini crust on top and you take it the next day on a platter it looks spectacular you can use a whole fish for it as well not just the side and it looks amazing um, just so so beautiful to look at and it tastes great and it, honestly the preparation just takes no time we're putting a recipe up for that using a thermomix method on the blog very very soon so next week it'll come out hopefully have a look out for that one mm. I, I just take a ham you don't have to do anything to it yeah you just say I'll bring I'll bring the ham and just yeah. order make sure you put your order in for your nitrate free ham <laughs> My husband won't eat ham. So, and I said to my nephew, because it's at his place this year, I said, what, what, what's your favourite meat? He said, lamb. And I'm like, easy. Okay, lamb shoulder. Everyone yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so easy. So, yeah, I usually do something like, yeah, the roasted lambs or a salad mm. um, and dessert. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm always the one that will take dessert to things. Oh, yeah. and, then, and they're such good things because you, you can just prepare it beforehand. I must admit, we all bring dessert each. Because yeah. Have, like we were saying with Jude, you've got to have at least four desserts, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> there needs to be a dessert smorgasbord. One dessert I really love is jelly, like jelly. And cream. <laughs> um, I'm just making a fruit jelly with gelatin and any kind of fruit juice yeah. that you make. So refreshing in summer so, too. So simple, yeah. And then on top, you just whip some cream or some labna with sour cream and um can you please tell them how you did that labna with sour cream and or what was it that you did at the event the other week 
Um, so um, what did I make? Let me try. Oh, yeah. So it was labna, which is strained yogurt, it's a Lebanese uh, food. And I folded, um, I whipped some cream, folded the labna in with maple syrup and rose water. And that, and I served that with um, mangoes and blueberries. That's Yum. and strawberries. And, and that's all it was. And it was honestly, it tasted so decadent, and everybody was asking for the recipe, which you still need to share somewhere on Facebook or something for it. Yeah, it's really, really good. <laughs> and it's so simple. Yeah. Um, one of the, that's that's really what I love about those, like having a, a flavor, say like rose water. Yeah. Take something from being just cream to being something yeah. really. That appears to oh, all our senses. Yeah, that extra true. Because you've got that flavor. smell. Yeah, and then that ties in that kind of beautiful floral aspect ties into the berries and the mangoes. And yeah. Just texturally with like, you have the berries, like let's say the strawberries, they have a different texture to the blueberries, they have a different texture to the mango. And they go on a spectrum of softness from this mm-hmm. cream being the softness followed by the mango, followed by the strawberries and then the blueberries. And then you can put some nuts on top for extra crunch and you've got, you know, four. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love the, like the celebrating what's in season and the, and the yeah. simple, like the simplicity of it. And that can, yeah, that takes that stress factor down so much, but the food is so beautiful when you just do something simple to really just bring out the flavors of the food. And how easy is that? There's also things like um, out for a salad, the roasted veggie salad in our cookbook, which I make at so many gatherings and just put really beautiful um, leafy green, a mixture of leafy greens in there. And then you, I prefer it with the tahini sauce. We've mentioned tahini sauce three times, though. Did you realize the blood? It's the Lebanese word for Christmas. What did you say? It's the Lebanese word for Christmas. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah but that that is that always goes down really well mm. the roasted veggie salad because especially when it's middle of summer to have sort of cold um sides is really good yeah and, and something naturally kind of gapsish is a panna cotta oh, so I was thinking of your panna cotta so, so good. good yeah so gelatin mixed in with like coconut cream or something like that and vanilla Yum. just super easy sets beautifully very impressive um make a honey and um, some kind of aromatic like you know I, I use rose water on everything just like that. <laughs> Rose water and tahini and chickpeas and everything. Like orange blossom water. Yeah, I'm not complaining because your food always tastes amazing. Yeah. Get that on Yeah, so that's that's really. What about um? Well, hold on one second, Joe. Let's ask Dylan what his favorite Christmas food. Yeah, let's. Heck, I don't think you can even remember last Christmas. Certainly four. Hey, Dylan. Dylan, what's your favorite food for Christmas? Cookie. Cookies. Oh, we've been looking, we've been deciding things for our Christmas yeah, menu, and Dylan wants me to make him some ginger cookies. Uh, well, we have a good gingerbread Christmas cookie, grain free gaps. Oh, yeah. great. I will check that out. And it can be rolled out for, for um, gingerbread men. Yes, that's what we're going to do. We're, we've got a plan. We're going to the shops this afternoon to get Aww. some cookie cutters. <laughs> that's the tradition in our family. Ever since the kids, well, ever since we were kids, we always did the Christmas cookies. We had a big party with all the cousins and we'd all do Christmas cookies and, of course, put horrible icing on them. Yeah. So when my kids were younger, I started doing the royal icing with um, just the, I ground up my own um, I ground it. I think I did it with coconut sugar and egg white. So yeah, that that works really well as well. Yeah, I wonder if you could do it with honey. Um, not with. It doesn't set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. even without. Yeah, even without just the um, raisins for eyes and all that, they just love them. Yeah, yeah. and that's a, that's the thing yeah, is getting. Are we talking about gingerbread cookies? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Using raisins for eyes for the or gingerbread? Or currants, sorry. Raisins oh, are too big. Oh, yum. That Otherwise, it would be like alien gingerbread. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, that's, and getting the kids involved, like, like anything, um, you know, getting the kids involved in what you make for Christmas mm. and take, then they're going to be a bit more excited about those yeah. things and, and want those things too. 
Um, but yeah, another thing I just thought of um, leading up to Christmas, you know, all the advent calendars. Yeah. Um, that's one another thing that people are always trying to work around. So what we do, um, we actually order it online. It's like this string that has 23 because advent's actually 23 days. Um, is 23 strings hanging, uh, 23 silk bags hanging off a string. And then there's a little, there's something in each bag. And then you just kind of unwrap each bag each day of Advent and then set it out on a table. And they're just all different, some things from nature, some, you know, all different kinds of little things. Yeah. So there's other ideas you can do for that that don't have to be the chocolate in there. Tree decoration. Well, I have heard of other people getting, just buying the Advent calendars from the shops, you know, the ones that, I don't know, we all, I guess we all had when we were kids. And and pulling the tray out, throwing away the chocolates and then making their own chocolate. Molds, yeah. So I've heard of that too. So that can be done for the guts kid that really doesn't want to miss out on the advent calendar. <laughs> and I'll just mention one more thing because people have asked about friendly treats and gifts, food gifts to give. On the blog, there's marshmallow, there's chocolate, there's Rocky Road, there's um, a maple butter toffee that we have to make every Christmas. Like just. You know, it'd be so sad. And they love it. So that one does have coconut sugar, so it's not a... Um, it does make another one out of honey and butter. I can't, I can't hear you, Joe. Um, oh, sorry. So one second. At least uh, Dylan's voice is a bit over the microphone. Okay. Yeah. Um, so on the blog there's a maple butter toffee, and that one's great for gifts and for treats, for like stocking stuffers and things like that. Um, it has coconut sugar in it but um, you can make one with just honey and butter. Um, and then there's the marshmallows, Rocky Road, chocolate, all that kind of stuff. But they're great for gifts, like you can do your little. And also I was thinking for the shortbread, the mumble shortbread on the blog, you could do little shortbreads using that recipe, couldn't you? Yeah, or you can just make the mumble. Like, you know, you don't yeah. make it's not Easter, but. Easter thing, but <laughs> for Christmas. Oh, everybody loves that. So good. Everybody. That's easy made in a tray as well. You know, you can just yeah. roll out the tray, put the almonds or walnuts with um, like honey in the mm. middle layer and then put the other topping, the side of the topping on top, cut it into squares, bake it. It's delicious like that. You can also yeah. put the dates in too with the butter and the dates. Really, really. I think I'm going to have to make it for Christmas because it's something that we don't have very often and it's yes. just so delicious. Yeah, that one's really good. It's got tapioca, I believe, that one. But, mm. um, for those of you who can handle it, it is awesome. But um, we'll get some links to a few things up on Facebook. But honestly, if you just if you can't find a recipe for something you really want, just Google quirky and whatever it is, it'll probably come can up. You put them down. I, I yeah. tell people this in the chat room all the time because if someone asked about um, chocolate, I need a chocolate recipe, and I'm like, just all you do is Google quirky chocolate. It comes up. Um, you know, quirky gingerbread. Quirky trifle, quirky marshmallow. We've just got so many recipes on there that you can use. So have a look. Yeah, don't Google Joe Witten because the first thing that Google suggests is Joe Witten husband. <laughs> yeah, for some reason. Oh. <laughs> Obviously, people have been trying to check out my husband, <laughs> which makes him even more determined not to have a photo online. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, no, it's hilarious. Love it. Yeah. Now they're awesome, going to go and check that out again, aren't they? Elise, yeah, Elise, now that's going to get more hits, yeah. <laughs> so, um, sorry, Elise, also, if you have any um, recipes you want to share, it'll be, so you've got your 12 days of Christmas and you'll probably share stuff on your Facebook. Yeah, I'll be sharing a few things. I've got quite a few ideas, so I've just got to make them all and we'll then get them all up. <laughs> yeah, we'll put a link to your site on Facebook. Yeah. Ah, thank you. And um, I do still have a special going on at the moment too. I was do- I've been doing fifty percent off my coaching. So for one-off sessions with me, leaving up till the fifteenth of December when I go on holidays, um, there's there's half price one-off sessions with me. So I think I have like ten more left. So they're nearly booked out, but there's a few more left of those. I know a few people that I, I need to tell. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Emails that we've had that want people want some some um, advice about who to go to. So I'll let them know. Yes, well, I'm happy to help them. Thank you. Awesome, guys. Well, thank you so much, uh, Elise and Dylan, yeah. for being on the show. <laughs> <laughs> 
I hope we can do Dylan loves it. editing, but uh, <laughs> uh, we'll be uh, with you guys in time with a podcast with and so I'll pass it over to you to say your goodbyes as well. Okay. Yep. Um, so Fuad and I are looking forward to taking some time off over Christmas. So you'll see less of us online probably. Um, we hope that you guys are all going to get to have a good break as well. Um, and, yeah, we've got one more podcast with Jude and then we'll take a break until um, probably, will we break till the new year, food? Is that what yes. you're thinking? Yeah. That's right, yeah. And then we'll be back. Back in Jan. So I bet that there's lots of podcasts of ours you haven't listened to yet. So if you miss us, you can go back and listen to an old one. <laughs> Actually, Paul, I just have to tell you this before we go. Yes. Um, someone, I, I was at the lake yesterday afternoon and I saw a lady there who's in the gut health group and we were chatting and she said, oh, I've been going through your podcasts from the beginning because it's really helping me because I'm just new and, you know, on early intro. So your early podcasts are really helpful. And she said, today I listened to one where you interviewed Fuad and it was like podcast number 30. We weren't working together or anything uh-huh. at the time. And she goes, it was so funny because he said something about, well, maybe one day we'll do a book together. <laughs> <laughs> and it was well, so cool. <laughs> Prophetic, Joe. It happened. I know. <laughs> <laughs> now look at it. <laughs> yeah, well, at least maybe one day we'll do a book together. Yeah, maybe, maybe one day. <laughs> uh, that's funny. So yeah, have a listen to the old podcast. You'll you'll hear some gems in there. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. We'll catch you later. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much, Elise. A pleasure. Always a pleasure. Okay. See ya. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.